Stand with me, if you will, as we have our Bibles open to 1 Samuel chapter 13. I'm going to preach a message, a closing message for the conference entitled, When Israel Lost Their Gun Rights. When Israel Lost Their Gun Rights. How many of you believe the Second Amendment is important to the freedom of America? You believe that, all right. I'm glad you do. That will help us today. When Israel lost their gun rights. 1 Samuel chapter 13, and I want you to go to verse number 19. That is where we will begin. And as we read through these few verses, I want you to imagine the picture, if you will, uh, of uh, the words that we're reading. 1 Samuel 13, 19. Now there was no smith found throughout all the land of Israel. Now that's not talking about a person's name. Uh, it's not talking about that, but it's talking about a person who works uh, with uh, metal, that works with tools, uh, that works with making swords and that kind of thing. And the Bible says, uh, now there was no smith found throughout all the land of Israel. For the Philistines said, lest the Hebrews make them swords or spears. But all the Israelites went down to the Philistines. To sharpen every man his share, that is like a plow, and his coulter, and his axe, and his mattock. These are working tools. Yet they had a file for their mattocks, and for their coulters, and for their forks. Now, just a small hand file will sharpen a tool that has been sharpened, but maybe it's lost a bit of its edge. And so they've given all of the smith work to the Philistines, and the Philistines said, well, we'll let you carry a file. It'd be like me carrying a, a, a bullet, but no gun. I mean, like me carrying a knife with no blade on it. I mean, they said, you can have a file. And the Bible says in verse number 22, so it came to pass in the day of battle that there was neither sword nor spear found in the hand of any of the people that were with Saul and Jonathan, and this is an interesting note, but with Saul and with Jonathan, his son uh, was there found. It's interesting, those that are against uh, the right to have guns all have guards with guns. Isn't it, isn't it a hypocritical thing? All these folks that say, you know, we got to do something about folks owning guns. We, 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 this is a bad thing. And everybody that says that, they, they have guns or they have guards that have guns to protect them. And they're basically saying, we're going to be protected, but we don't care about you. You'll have to use your fist or a stick or something. That's what they want. And that's what this crowd is interested in today. I'll preach on this subject when Israel lost their gun rights. Heavenly Father, I pause to pray, not because I'm required to or because it is a habit, but Lord, I do hunger for the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, how I hunger deep in my soul and heart. Holy Spirit of God, that you would take my words and my thoughts, my mind and my tongue and guide and guard as I go through this truth. May I be able to deliver it to the mind and hearts and understanding of every young man and every young lady here today. Please, God, help us to grab this truth. 
this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. At this time in the history of Israel, the Philistines had become the perennial enemy of the Israelites. And they did a very subtle thing in taking away all of the smiths out of the land. Now, in these days, uh, there would have been blacksmiths, there would have been bladesmiths, there would have been coppersmiths, and, and there are all kinds of smiths, gunsmiths, coinsmiths. It's people that work on uh, tools or people that make, uh, uh, that make uh, uh, weapons that they would use in warfare. It's interesting how they did this, and it's also interesting to me how the Jews were okay with it because they said, if you need your uh, tools sharpened, you bring them to us and we'll make sure that they're sharpened. That's all you have to do. And uh, so they said, all right, and it's easy for us. We don't have to uh, build a blacksmith shop. We don't have to uh, do all of the work. And that's, that's hard work anyway. And so uh, we'll just do that. And so they took their uh, tools as they got ready to break the ground uh, uh, for the springtime planting. And they got their uh, plows and their coulters and all of the tools. Uh, they'd just go down to the uh, Philistine blacksmith shop and they would have all of their tools sharp. And they said, oh, uh, by the way, take one of the files they're free and so if you lose the edge on that you can sharpen it and that'll take care of it and everything went along just fine and they said boy this is nice setup let the government take care of education let the government take care of of, uh, of health care and let the government take care of transportation and all we have to do is sit back and collect a check and uh, we'll let them do all the work and and I, we really like this and so this is good and they went ahead and they put their uh, uh, they put their fields in crops and uh, they were working uh, to raise all their crops and everything going along just fine came time for harvest and the Philistines decided let's go take the harvest from them it's ready to harvest it's ready to eat it's ready to put up for the winter and the rest of the year. And so uh, once they gather it in the fields, I want you to go in. You read the story, you'll find they went in three different groups. And they just started taking the harvest. And somebody said, man, I'm not going to let them take my harvest. I'm going to go get my sword. And the wife said, you don't have a sword. You remember he gave it to the Philistines. Well, I, I, I'm, I, I'm going to go get my spear. I'm not going to let them take my uh, food from us. We won't have anything to eat. Uh, they didn't have any spears. They didn't have any swords uh, because they let the Philistines become all the blacksmiths in the land. The American Bill of Rights were inspired by Thomas Jefferson and drafted basically by James Madison they were adopted in 1791, and they were our Constitution's first 10 amendments to become law. They're called the Bill of Rights. Thomas Jefferson said a Bill of Rights is what the people are entitled to against every government on earth, general or particular, and what no just government should Refused, Thomas Jefferson, December 20, 1787. The first two Bill of Rights are, first of all, uh, the freedom of speech. That's what we, call, what we call the freedom of speech. And here's what it said. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press 
or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Last year, uh, the governor here announced that because of COVID, all the churches were required to close. I talked to our attorney general, Attorney General Daniel Cameron, and uh, after uh, spending some time talking about the Constitution, I said, you know, Walmart's not mentioned in the Constitution. And the, um, and the uh, gambling parlors, they're not mentioned in the Constitution. But the church is. They don't, they don't have any right to close the church. And so I joined the Attorney General and we uh, had uh, a press conference. He spoke and uh, then I spoke and said, you know, the governor or the government in no way, shape, form, or fashion has a right to say we cannot peaceably assemble. Now, I, I also want to say I care more about the health and safety of our people than anybody except the people themselves. Now, in those days and weeks, I said, we're not going to meet inside our building because I don't want folks to get sick. And, and, and we thought at that time 10% of the people are going to die. And COVID has been real. And I've had several preacher friends go to heaven as a result of this virus. And so I'm not making light of it and saying it's not real. It certainly is real. And I know that many of you have had family or friends that have gone to heaven because of it. However, uh, the Constitution says the government cannot close the church. Here's what's interesting. In the city of Lexington, they kept the gambling parlors open and they were even having promotions to say, we'll give you $10 cash for every person you bring with you to gamble. But the governor said, I met with the National Council of Churches, Ahithophel and uh, Athaliah and Jezebel are on that board. And they said, we've agreed to close uh, our churches. He said, I consulted with all the churches. He didn't consult with me. In fact, he found out that we kept having church, and he got so mad uh, that in one of his press conferences, he called my name personally in the name of our church and said, that place is a hot spot. And I said, the next Sunday it sure is. It's a hot spot for old-fashioned Bible preaching. It's a hot spot for soul winning. It's a hot spot for old-time religion. That's what it's a hot spot for. But anyway, we stood for our rights, and it's sad to see what's happened in America as we've begun to lose our constitutional rights that the government can say, we're going to pick and choose and leave the liquor stores open, but we're going to close the churches. Now, the Second Amendment, uh, that, that just as important as the First, and the Second Amendment gives us a right to keep and to bear arms. Now, we, 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 believe, uh, we believe firmly in that in the state of Kentucky. In fact, three years ago, uh, they passed a law in Kentucky that you don't have to have a concealed carry permit. That's my Sam's Club card. You don't have to have a concealed and carry permit that you can carry uh, in Kentucky without that because we don't need a permit. We have a constitution. Now, we take these things serious. I don't know about you, but I take it serious. I have a right to keep and bear arms. You saw last night I killed one, uh, uh, one guy up here, and all I did was fire three blanks at him. Now, this is important. 
And uh, these Bill of Rights are the foundation and protection of our American rights. And if we lose the right to assemble and we lose the right to bear arms, we're no longer a nation, but we're under the control of a government. And that is an anarchy. That is a communistic or socialistic government. And that's exactly what happened to Israel. They had no way to defend themselves against their enemies who were taking their goods. Now my purpose in preaching this morning is not to preach or to emphasize our constitutional rights to bear arms as Americans, which is vital to the protection of our freedom and very important. But what I am interested in saying today is that too many Christians have allowed the devil to take truth, truth from us under the name of education and say, we're going to let you do all of the teaching and we're just going to do what you say. Worse, we have allowed those same institutions to train so-called our preachers today and they have basically disarmed us from the truth. But wait a minute, it goes further than that. I'm not just for the right to keep and bear arms. I actually own guns. And I'm not just for the right to have the truth of the word of God. I not only own a Bible, I read the Word of God. I want you to hear me well this morning. I am concerned that we're becoming an enslaved people. I'm, concerning that, I'm concerned that America is becoming an enslaved people, not because we don't know the Constitution, but because we do not know the truths of the Word of God. Horace Greeley in the 1800s, who was the editor of the New York Times, said, it is impossible to enslave a Bible-reading people. Now, more important than you and I standing for the Constitution, more important than you and I standing for the Bill of Rights and our right to assemble and our right to keep and bear arms, we better get fired up about this Bible right here, and we better fired up about some preachers getting back in the pulpit and preaching the same and furthermore I want to say to you today as much as you hey I look forward when I was a teenage boy I look forward to the day to owning my own guns now, 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 I enjoyed looking at my grandpa's guns and I knew where they were and the specific purpose of those my grandmother had a gun my grandmother carried in her Bible a 32 Smith & Wesson pistol. She also carried in there a paring knife. That's what she used to peel apples with. She, I said, Granny, I understand you carrying a pistol. What's the knife for? She said, I might just scalp them after I shoot them. Now, buddy, I want to tell you something. If you want to have an idea of what my grandmother was like, Granny on the Beverly Hillbillies didn't have nothing on my granny. 
Buddy, when she, anywhere she went, she had that purse on her little old arm. And if she had that purse on her arm, she had that 32 pistol. And she had that paring knife and it was sharp enough to shave you. And she said, if I want to scalp them, I'll be ready to do so. And I couldn't wait for the day that I could have a gun that would say, that's my gun. And I remember on my 14th birthday, my daddy gave to me a Stevens over-under shotgun rifle. It would shoot a 22 in the top barrel, a 410 in the bottom barrel. And I remember carrying that gun. I remember my dad teaching me how to use that gun, how to shoot that gun. I have it today among several other guns. And I am an American and I do believe in the Bill of Rights. But we're not losing our nation because you don't have the right to have a gun. We're not losing our nation because you don't have a right to assemble. We're losing our nation because boys and girls and teenagers and men and women are unfamiliar with this Bible. I'm not talking about carrying the Bible. I'm talking about reading the Bible. I'm not talking about shouting about the King James Bible. I'm talking about reading the King James Bible. I'm talking about you knowing what this good book says right here, when to stand, when to sit down, when to be quiet, when to speak up. And that book is the greatest book of wisdom. It's the greatest book of freedom. And if we're not careful today, we're going to fight battles that is not going to secure our freedom. I'm, I'm concerned today we have Americans and even Christians more patriotic than they are spiritual. We've spent more time watching Fox News and Fox News sold us down the drain just like CNN did. I said Fox News sold us down the drain and all of the talking heads and you know their names and their birthdays and what they believe and we've left our Bibles to the dust and I'm telling you uh, churches are dead and drying up because we've become patriotic. I'm not against that but we've become patriotic and we have left behind the truths of the word of God. Now your generation are going to be enslaved to socialism and communism if you don't get back to this Bible. If you don't get back to this Bible, if you don't decide, I am going to learn for myself the word of God, you're going to be enslaved. Because this crowd today, they're not taking over with guns and knives. They're taking over very subtly, just like the Philistines did. We've got the equipment. We can sharpen your tools for you. We'd be glad to do it. We, 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 in fact, we've got a, you want to come over here and learn. Besides, we've got the best basketball program there is. Look at our softball and baseball fields out there. You don't go over to that Israelite school, no way. They don't, they don't even have a chemistry lab. You don't go to that Christian school, you won't get an education. You, you need to come over here. Our, our education is certified. Our, our, our education is, is, is superior. You can't tell the difference in a man and a woman. You tell me that your education is superior. You can't tell me when life begins, when it comes to a person, and yet you go down here and sell a horse at the horse sale, and if that mare is with colt, she's worth twice as much. Don't tell... 
I may be dumb, but I ain't stupid. <laughs> now, I want you to hear me well. If we don't get back to reading the Word of God, if we don't get back to saying, okay, I'm going to let them take care of that, I'm going to let them take care of that, here's what the Bible says. Woe to them that go down to Egypt for help and stay on horses and trust in chariots because they are many and in horsemen because they're very strong, but they look not unto the Holy One of Israel, neither seek the Lord. You say, preacher, how do you seek the Lord? By reading every word in that book right there. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 4, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Ephesians chapter 6 verse number 7, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hosea cried because he said, my people are destroyed. They're destroyed for a lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will reject thee. He didn't say because uh, uh, you rejected uh, uh, your rights or you rejected your constitution. He said you rejected the knowledge of me. You rejected knowing me. And he said I'm going to reject you. I'm telling you uh, there was a day in this nation that perhaps the media could have been trusted and the educational system uh, could have been trusted but that's not true anymore. We can't let them tell us what truth is. I was meeting with a school teacher the other day and here's what he told me. An experienced public school teacher, a good man, member of our church desiring to make a difference where he is. Here's what he told me. He said, preacher, today opinion has far more value than truth. Do you, do you, do you, know, what the, you know what the curriculum is in, in, in the school system in Kentucky? Listen to me. You, you'll be surprised by this. You know what the curriculum is? You know what curriculum they use in Kentucky? I wanted to get copies of some of the curriculum. They don't have any. They don't have any. I said, the teacher, what do you teach? Whatever I want to teach. I said, no, no, no way. Surely there's a standard curriculum. No, he said, I teach whatever, we, we teach whatever we want to teach. So if the internet says it, you can teach it. He said, sadly, there are three or four places that Teachers get what they teach. You say, preacher, how, how, how do I know when I've been told the truth or when I've been told a lie? Book right there. I'm not talking about Sunday school only. I'm talking about Monday school too. I'm talking about Thursday school. For example, here's what I'm talking about. First of all, God is the creator of everything in heaven and earth. 
That's the truth. God is the creator. You didn't evolve from a lower animal life. You didn't evolve from anything. God took the dust of the earth and he formed of the man, Adam, and he breathed into a nostril, into his nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul. God said it is not good that man should be alone. And he took a rib from the side of Adam and he made him in help meet. And he called her name Eve. And Adam and Eve were created by God. God is a creator. If anybody tells you anything different, they're lying to you. That's not what I learned in school. That's what I learned in the Bible. Thank God I did have a teacher that believed the word of God. Second of all, God created man, but he created man for him. God didn't create man for me. You want to be miserable? Believe the lie. You belong to you and you have the right to do what you want. You don't belong to you. I don't belong to me. I've been bought with a price. I belong to him, you see. But I want to have fun in life. That's how I'm having fun. I'm yielded to who made me. How would you like to go home and the things that you own say, look, you ain't owning me. I'll do my own thing. You know what you do? You get rid of anything that didn't yield to your ownership that you, that you owned. You and I belong to God. That's what the Bible says. Let me give you this statement. God's word is true and God is always right. Psalm 165, he's right about everything. If science disagrees with the Bible, I disagree with that science. If history disagrees with the Bible, I disagree with that history and historian. If medicine disagrees with that book, I disagree with that medicine and with that Dr. Fauci, or with that doctor. I'd rather watch him pitch baseball as hear him give a news report. Let me ask you a question, though. Come on now, look at me. Are you learning the Bible? I'm not talking about shouting about it. I'm for that. I shout about it. But are you reading the word of God? If you don't know the truth, the devil will enslave you. We have folks, look, we got folks elected to Congress. I, 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 I want to be respectful. We got a man from, well, in Congress who ends his prayer, he prays in Congress. And he says, amen, and not to be offensive to the women, he says, and a women. I'm thinking, is this a joke? That man was serious. He thought a man and a woman, he wanted to be equally fair to the woman as he was to the man. So he didn't, he had no idea what the word amen even meant. I don't know about you, I refuse. I refuse to give my mind to the devil. I refuse to give my mind to the world. I will control my thinking and I'll control it through the word of God. You will die for what you believe in. And if you don't know what you believe, you won't even stand for anything. 
God governs in the affairs of men. Morals are guides and guards to keep society strong. They're saying now we want to make people strong and give them self-esteem. And so we're going to let them be whatever they think they are. Work ethic is what we're made to do. That's what makes you happy. What makes you enjoy life. That book right there will set you free. I hear folks say, you fundamentalists ain't going to tell me what to do. Here's what I tell them. Then you read the Bible and do what the Bible says to do then. And then you'll come back and join the fundamentalist club because that's where we got what we believe. Don't do what I say to do. Do what God says to do. That old book right there will make you a Baptist. That old book right there will make you a fundamental Baptist if you read it and you believe it. Any Smiths in your church? I'm not talking about somebody with a last name Smith. Any Smiths in your church? Anybody know the Bible in your church? Anybody know the Bible in your youth department? How do you answer questions when folks ask you about the different genders? How do you, how do you, how do you answer the questions about heaven and hell and eternity and God? All the answers are right there. Stand with me if you will. I'm not going to give the work of the Smiths to the Philistines. That's why at Clay's Mill Baptist Church and your church, you know where our main textbook is? That Bible right there. You know where our textbook, the main textbook is at Commonwealth Baptist College? At Old King James Bible. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I don't care what your age is. I don't care what your ability or inability is. The most powerful person in this room will be the one that decides, I am going to know this book, and the more you know that book, the more wisdom and strength you'll have.